This is the Living Out Podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. Now, my focus, my goal is to help people imagine what's possible by exploring their gifts and passions to live out the best of who they are. On the podcast, I will speak about social justice, LGBTQ issues, and of course, as a coach, personal growth and personal development. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I get pretty personal in the fact or in the sense of I'm not afraid to tell my stories and to take some risk to explain what I'm teaching, what I'm imparting through my own experience or through my own stories. And I want to take this a little deeper today and offer this podcast as a form of gratitude, as a type of a testimonial to my partner's parents, to my partner Christian, his parents and his family, because we're coming up on Christmas, and I know that can be a loaded word for a lot of gay people, a lot of queer people, and Christmas even in and of itself is sort of the dominant in North America um, celebrated religious tradition, so henceforth for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to call this the holiday season, whatever or however you celebrate it. And um, full disclosure, I was raised Roman Catholic and 15 or 16 years old, I started to question my faith and very quickly came to the decision to leave um, Catholicism altogether. And then over a few years and into, I guess, university, uh, taking some philosophy classes, really cleared my mind in how I think about uh, religion and what that all means. So I'm not practicing, but this time of year is either a very wonderful and joyful celebration and period for people, especially when they spend time with their families. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, it can be a horrible time. It can be lonely. It can be fraught with anger and depression and triggers of historical situations that have happened in a family's life. I'm fortunate enough, and I talked about this in the last podcast, uh, how I was raised by my parents and how they taught me sort of the, the skills and the roles of both the masculine and the feminine, and that I'm really grateful to have grown up that way. I may have my challenges with family overall, and I'll talk about that in the moment, but I'm, I'm grateful that I do have a caring and supporting and loving family. Family for me is a challenge in the sense that I'm always confronting the status quo and, and wondering or asking or being critical of why things have to be this way. Why is there this particular structure? Why does it always have to be male and a female? Why does it have to be that we get settled down and we raise our children? But the one interesting aspect about family and sort of the status quo about growing up and maturing as a teenager into one's very early late teens, early 20s, is that there's pretty much a traditional rite of passage, and that is meeting the parents. And that's why I'm calling this meeting my partner's parents for the first time. So if you're dating Maybe you bring your date home to meet your parents, or maybe they bring you 
to their home to meet their parents. Now, I never experienced that as a teenager. I never fully properly experienced that in my 20s. In my 20s, with the first long-term partner that I had, I met his parents very quickly in passing who were visiting, and I was the quote, roommate, unquote, and I think I was coming back from a a lecture at university, popped in quickly to get something and left. And this was pre-planned with my partner at the time that it was just, he's the roommate, he's just coming back from school, he's got to get something and he's heading out so that we can have the place to ourselves. I was a non-entity. I didn't exist. And it wasn't until 34 or 35, um, with a guy I was dating, David, I got to meet his family. And I was pretty much welcomed into that family. That was my first experience, pretty late in the game, right? From what is normal for most people, probably in teen years or very early 20s, meeting the parents. But what is coming to mind for this podcast is a larger, more loving more accepting, embracing experience in my life that I want to relate. And that's not to diminish the relationship I had with David, but I want to talk about my partnership, my love with my partner, Christian, and his family. Now, there's a big difference in ages between my partner and I, 21 years. And when I met him, he was new to Toronto and and wanting to have fun and and play the field a little bit, and wasn't looking for a relationship. And I don't think it was that year of us meeting. It might have been the next year. I, it took a long time before I met his parents, because it took a long time for him to be sure that this was something he wanted, uh, namely our relationship, that he wanted to actually date me. And when I met his parents for the first time, I met them just the two of them, not his entire family. Uh, they were at a airport hotel spending the night before they were going to catch a plane to go on vacation. So Christian and I went up and just had dinner with them. And I remember how nervous I was. I was so trepidatious and I didn't know what to expect. And I was all worried. I would have been, I guess, 46. And you know, here I am thinking, why should I be so nervous? I'm a, I'm a fully grown man. But, you know, here's my partner at 26 or 27, and I'm 46 or 47, and I'm meeting his parents, and what are they going to think? On the one hand, that's normal. We're worried about the impression we're going to make on the person whom we love, and and of course, it was it was fine. They were They were lovely and welcoming, and it was just... Let's meet, let's have a conversation, let's enjoy. But it was the first Christmas that I attended at their family home out in a smallish town in Ontario. We arrived, I believe, on Christmas Eve. And they make a big deal out of Christmas with a Christmas Eve dinner and then the traditional Christmas Day turkey and stuffing and, you know, tons of food. But his father sat me at the opposite end of the table, opposite him, so at the opposite head of the table. And 
they had brought in or ordered in food from a German delicatessen that was across the street, and they had ordered all German food. And his parents, his father knew that my background was German and had declared at dinner that this is, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something like, you know, we're just welcoming Darren into the family and we're doing something special, honoring his heritage and having a German meal. So there was Spätzle, which is just a very unique German pasta that is so delicious, and beef rolladen, which is, you know, a steak that you pound down to get thin and then you put in, you know, onions and bacon and probably like carrots and celery and it's wrapped up and rolled and cooked in the oven and with delicious gravy. And it was really touching to me because that was stuff that my mother did when I was a kid because my mom's several generations Canadian But my dad is of German descent and emigrated to Canada with his parents uh, in 1956, I believe. And so beef rolladen and cabbage rolls, even though maybe cabbage rolls are a bit more Polish, um, and spetzla were a traditional German dish and, and, and meal. And just to feel that... I want to say intense form of welcome, that effort that was put into play to say, we're celebrating you being here with us and nothing else matters. You see, I can't read minds, so I don't know what they were thinking or what sort of conversations they might have had on their own preparing for my arrival or wondering about there appears to be an age difference between Christian and Darren. Who knows what they were thinking? But all of those thoughts were certainly in my head. All of those thoughts caused me concern and worry and even put me on the defensive, even though I had nothing to be defensive about in that situation, simply because when you grow up, or at least my experience growing up in adolescence and having been in the closet and not not having had those formative experiences, those status quo rites of passage of bringing a girl home, because that never happened in my life, of never having that experience of meeting your girlfriend or boyfriend's parents <laughs> And how that helps create who we are made me feel very insecure because I hadn't had those formative experiences to give me, I suppose, the story or the narrative to know that this wouldn't be difficult, that I am my own man, so to speak. And that doesn't mean I don't know who I am. But when we are put into a moment where others have experience in their history, but we don't, we feel out of sorts. 
And that's part of the queer experience, being the other, being on the margins, or being somewhere in the gap of experience or rote of what is expected or not having had experience in these rites of passage. So the message I got that Christmas and that I've always received from Christian's parents and his family is this. Christian is happy and Christian is happy with me. And that's all that matters to his parents. No other questions were necessary. No sitting down across from the table, tell us about your intentions. None of that. Just unbridled, arms open as I come in through the door of the house. Welcome. So good to see you. This embracing and accepting that I take as such a powerful lesson in my own life, something that I can learn more from to be more accepting of other people just at face value. And I think it was that first time, I'm pretty sure, at that family dinner at Christmas where it's tradition in Christian's family is father, everybody will pour drinks and it's usually bubbly. Everybody raises their glasses, and Christian's father will say, A la familia, even though they are Polish and they're not Italian, one of these days I'm going to have to find out why that expression. I was toasted into and was accepted into and was given the rite of passage that I was part of the family. So my wish for those of you who may not have this, is that family doesn't have to be based on blood. Family doesn't have to be traditional status quo, whoever you're dating, that person's biological family is therefore potentially yours. Who are the people closest to you that you could fall back on in a moment's notice? Who are the people who love you so much that if in a time of crisis you needed them, they would come running? Who are the people who have already reached out to you to say, are you alone this season and would you like to come spend time with us? And if that hasn't happened for you and you're in that situation, can you start your own tradition? Can you work towards creating family in a sense that supports your needs? Who can you invite who's alone and make them feel welcome at this time of year that when you're alone can be very difficult because there's the pressure of what we see and hear in the news and social media of everyone else seemingly partaking In this traditional event, how can you live out new possibilities to create or expand or enhance what family means to you and how you celebrate a closeness, a kinship with people who accept you for who you are 
and embrace you and allow you to be your best self. So thank you to Christian and his parents and his family for having given me that gift so many Christmases ago, and I'm going to see you soon <laughs> as we'll be spending Christmas Eve and very early Christmas Day together. Thank you for having given, given me that gift of unconditional acceptance. It, it was a very important and powerful moment to me, and it still is, and I cherish it. Thank you.